and it, it things were about to go south. So honestly, it crossed my mind not to even rodeo anymore. Apparently, that's also a fine. <laughs> How much was that one? Uh, it was. T- I did it when like the cameras off of me and like nobody could see it. We've got the world's greatest and guest today. That is Rocker Steiner. Your boy Dale Brisby and Rocker have a lot in common. Both of us are unique. And we do not mind showing it. We get the inside scoop on Rocker's uniqueness and how much he got fined for it at the NFR. He's got a different mindset. Most champions do, just like Dale Brisby. You will, too, if you go to dalebrisby.com and wear Rodeo Time apparel, just like I am. If you don't wear it, then you ain't no cowboy. What's the Rocker Steiner story? There's a lot of them. <laughs> Just the, the entire story, like start at the beginning. Like you, I mean, you're a bareback rider. You, you're a lot of things. You could have, you could be anything. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so uh, my dad was a, a bulldogger and he won the world in 02. And uh, my granddad was a bull rider and he won the world in 73. And, um, you know, my dad was on the lake a lot, and um, they he grew up slalom skiing, barefooting, and stuff. So, um, whenever I grew, whenever I was born, I you know, on the lake, and so uh, I was on the I was on the lake my whole life. So, I uh, I naturally fell in love with wakeboarding, and um, I was always in between my dad's leg legs wakeboarding, and um, you know, that's where I got my start. I I played every sport: um, football, baseball, basketball, boxing. I swam, um, but wakeboarding was what I loved, and. Uh, you know, that's what I thought I was going to do until, you know, I was um, 13, and um, I guess a cowboy hat got stuck in my head, and a bareback riding stuck in my hand, so um, that's where I am now. And Yeah, but why bareback riding? Uh, well, um, I'm not big enough to bulldog. Right. And my my grandmother wouldn't let me ride bulls, and um, I don't know, it was between bronc riding and bareback riding, so I just thought bareback riding was just a little bit more wild, and uh, um, that's what I went with. Yeah, it definitely is that. I honestly didn't even know what bareback riding was. Yeah. Like at the time, like I, I didn't know. Um Yeah, it's just I just saw a video of it and I was like, Well, oh, that looks cool. And so most it. people's like reaction to bareback riding, like people that are familiar with the rodeo, most people's reaction is just like they grimace or they cringe and yeah, they that think hurts about my back just like, watching. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, time. something like that. But you're you seem like the kind of guy that like you're not necessarily affected by most people's reaction. So when you heard that, what did you think? When you heard people's response to bear? You know, I would um I wouldn't feel as good about myself if I did something and everybody's like, Oh, I want to do that. You know? Yeah. Like, but like when they're like, Oh my god, you're crazy, I'm like, That's yes. what I want to do. Yeah, so that's uh I kind of take pride in that and I like it. So I mean it's like it's like NASCAR drivers. I mean, not everybody wants to do that and they're Sometimes you all walk on the wild side a little bit more than everybody else, so that's what I like to do. We talked yesterday, uh, J.R. Verzane mm-hmm. um, and Sage Newman came to the house yesterday, and we were talking, uh, did a podcast with J.R. and, and uh, just describing like what you do as a bareback rider where you go in, the, in your mind in the shoot to get to the level of fight that um, you need to be competitive. Mm-hmm. So... I imagine, you know, thinking about my first bareback horse, I didn't get on very many. 
But just thinking about the first couple, like it didn't take you long to realize like that level of fight. Mm-hmm. What was that realization like for you? Um, you know, whenever I was uh, whenever I was thirteen, I I started. You know, you're thirteen, you don't have any testosterone, and you know you're yeah. just a little kid. Um, but whenever I was whenever I would turn um, like late fourteen, fifteen is kind of whenever I started uh, maturing a little bit, and I I realized that um, if you just get if you just kind of get in fight mode and um, get mean that it's it's actually a lot easier. So that's just kind of what I started to do, and that's when I realized it because before I would just be like kind of like just nervous getting on and not like like fired up. And whenever I started getting fired up and getting mean, that's whenever things started to click and I started getting a lot better. I got so many questions. I'm trying to figure out where to start. So first, well, let me address that. Were you like typically like a little bit of a fighter? Yes, I, I've, I've always been like that. Actually, in football practice, whenever I started my first year at Pop Warner, um, my dad and granddad got kicked out of practice because they had me hitting too hard. <laughs> <laughs> how? And how? Explain that. Like, what do you I mean they got? Man, I, they would just be they'd just be fired up on the sidelines, and like whenever I'd make a good play, they'd get fired up and tell me good play. And uh, and I was a linebacker and fullback, so I got to hit people all the yeah. time. So. Um, and you know, I was I was like twelve, and you know, whenever you're that age, you're, I, I wasn't big. I was the second smallest kid on my team, but sometimes kids get scared to get hit or to hit people. So, and I wasn't. So, um, I always kind of had that about me. And yeah, but yeah, the the coaches, uh, they're like, can you uh, can you like like calm down? And Dad's like, no. And they're like, well, so you, you can't come back to practice. And he's like whatever like yeah fine but it kind of pissed me off so I, I kind of didn't take it real easy on the coach's kid after that <laughs> how did you what about off the field like were you because you 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 don't seem like the kind of person that's scared to ruffle feathers yeah so imagine I, uh, like you're okay with speaking your mind yeah a lot of a lot of teachers didn't like me very much yeah that's kind of why I stopped going to school right but uh yeah like I was always kind of a I was always kind of a troublemaker and um, not not a bad troublemaker. I just I just never really took any yeah from, from um, kids my age, um, but and I and I still don't and I I I don't like being disrespected or uh, embarrassed. So it seems like you're very okay with standing out. Oh yeah, I love it. Kind of like what you're talking about with like you want to choose the thing that nobody wants to do. Yeah, um, you know it's just. Um, uh, I mean, confidence is just contagious. I mean, it's attractive, and um, whenever you're around somebody that's real confident, you naturally start to be more confident. And uh, if um, you see somebody's doing this thing, and you're like, "Man, I would be kind of scared to do that," but you see they're doing it, they're like, "Well, screw it, I'll do it too." So it's just kind of contagious, and that's always how I've been. And um, I've always been the guy, kind of guy that's always in a good mood and always happy, because that's that's contagious too. So um, confident and happy is always kind of what I try to be. Um, when you started riding bareback horses, I mean, you're 13, which I understand, you know, everybody agrees that's young, you know, it's your first year as a teenager, but you had been, um, wakeboarding for a long time and you were really good at wakeboarding. So I think there was probably still somewhat of a shift. It's like, all right, I'm going to go over here and start over with this other thing. I've always been so 
I've always loved um, being bad at something. I cannot take being bad at something. I hate it. Whether it's ping pong or volleyball or boxing or whatever, I like. I've always, I've always. The one thing I love most in life is. Thank you guys for listening to this uh, incredible story. I'd like to thank Rock and Roll Denim for bringing us the uh, for, for for clothing us. We'd all be pantless right now. We'd be literally naked from the waist down if it wasn't for Rock and Roll Denim bringing us this podcast. Learning something new. And not a math problem, but right. I like learning something athletic and competitive, something new. And uh, whenever I, I was wakeboarding, I was, I, was, I was really good at wakeboarding. And so I kind of lost that drive of I need to learn. And that's why I stopped learning because I didn't really care. To, I felt like I already had it figured out. Well, bareback riding, I started and I was like, hell yeah, something to learn. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I just, I just got really, I just got, I just got good fast because I wanted to learn so bad. And, um, I would get on five horses a day, three times a week. So I was getting on 15 horses a week as a 13, 14 year old yeah, because I loved it so much and I wanted to get better. And I was tired of looking at kids that have been doing this for three years, but I wasn't as good as them. Yeah. So it was like, I can't take it. Even though I was riding for three months and they were better than me, I was, couldn't take it. So I was. I was outworking everybody, or at least thought I did, and um, yeah, that's that's the one thing I love is just uh, learning something new. What 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 did those horses look like? What kind of horses were they? So we started out. Um, we didn't. We really. I mean, my 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 granddad didn't didn't buck horses for. In, like the last time we bucked horses was, I mean, like in the eighties. Yeah. So I mean, times have changed. So we didn't really know, and. Um, we, we got these little, we saw the junior and a four, so we're like, okay, we'll just get some ponies. Well, these ponies are hop, skipping, changing leads, ducking and diving. Well, we didn't know, but that's really hard to ride. I actually watched a video of me riding a pony the other day, and I was like, I don't think I could ride that right now. <laughs> because this thing. <laughs> no timing. But we got these little ponies, and that's what I started out on. Well, we figured out that if we just got a small, if we just got bought small horses. Yeah. Then it's, the horses have a lot more timing. They have the same trip. So we just got like these horses there. It was a. Blue and red roan, and um, they're like nine hundred pounds. Well, one would go out there and just like just pogo stick and just jump in the air, kind of like this. And then that's what I would get on. And then uh, there's this little blue horse, and it's a lot more electric, but it would just go straight and yeah. kick over its head. And uh, that's what I got on. So, you know, I was getting on, I was getting on horses that would go in the one pin, the NFR, which is the is the easiest pin um, from the time I've been fifteen. Yeah. So it's not like everybody thinks that I was just getting on hoppers, and I was. They were really nice, but I was getting on horses that could have gone to the NFR. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been kind of setting myself up for that. And um, When you say everybody thinks I was getting on hoppers, like, what does that matter? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. But, uh, like, I'm just saying, like, like, social media or whatever, but what the hell do they know anyways? I mean, like, but, but what would be if – you're, if you're learning – like, I don't understand how anybody would have a rock to throw at that. Somebody well, like, uh, especially 13, 14, 15 years people, old. Like, people have a rock to throw at anybody. I mean, everybody. I mean, they complain about the sun coming up, so. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> some true. Pe- some people's kids. Does that, does, does any of that affect you? Um, No, it doesn't. I don't know why. I don't know if I was just born with it or just got to handle it because I've been getting criticism since I've been nine with wakeboarding and everything and so like there's not like a time like 
like you don't go through the day and then like see a comment or somebody say something and it like linger with you for a no. few hours. No, I, I can honestly. You're say able that. to. Let I'm it not go. just. I'm not just saying this. Like I honestly don't. No, that's that's never happened. And like it's, I've just I just learned that like, if somebody I looked up to, um, said something like that about me, it would probably it would probably hurt me a little bit. Like it probably hurt my feelings a little bit. But if it if somebody says something that I don't care about or right. look up to, it doesn't bother me because wh- why would I care about somebody below me? And um, but I mean if like if like Ty Murray said something, I would like it would it would hurt me. Yeah. Or like Casey Field, um, guys like that. Like it it would it would mean something. But if I don't look up to him, it doesn't linger with me. It doesn't bother yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I could see that. I was actually thinking Casey when you said that. Like I imagine if Casey, you know, like uh. Yeah, like for me, I can't think of anyone at all, you know, since I'm the greatest of all time ever, you know, like it would be like if I said something bad about myself, yeah. you know, so like, which I would never do, but, you know, being the G-O-A-T yeah, of, you're humble, right? of bull riding, and I'm also humble, yeah. so I would never, right. Um, yeah, see, that that's the one thing, like JB's good, but. I mean, uh, Dale Brisby, you know what uh, I mean? Like he's no Dale Brisby, right? <laughs> As far as okay, so bull riders like who is the rocker Steiner? Who do you John Crember of bull ride? That's who. That's you. Yeah, gotcha. I know what you were gonna ask before you even said it. There you go. It's John Crember. What about Bronk Um, I don't know Statler. Really? Yeah. Um, John. I told John I was like, because like people ask me like um, like who who do you kind of see yourself in? in other um, sports and, or in other uh, events, I always say John Krimmer because, I mean, it's literally it's literally the same thing. Yeah. He's young. He was getting on really good bulls, really young. People were saying terrible, like, bad things, saying it's just because his dad's Apollo Krimmer and he's coming up with Vitor Leme and all these great bull riders, and it's literally the same thing that happened to me. So, And he backs it up. Yeah. I mean, this kid's ride. Uh, John Krimmer rides bulls that – I mean, NFR guys would buck off of all the time. Yeah. And he's 17, turns 18 in August. I told him, I was like, because I asked him, I was like, hey, are you going to pro rodeo or go to the PBR? And he was like, PBR. Well, the other day he texted me and he was like, uh, he's like NFR bound. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, are you pro rodeo next year? He's like, yeah. I'm gonna, he's like, I'm going to make the finals. Uh, Dang. And he's like, but uh, he's like, could I make the finals turning 18 in August? Would I have enough time to. I'm like, I, the one, like, I told him, I didn't think about it, but I told him, I was like, if anybody could do it, it's you. Yeah. And um, especially bull riding because there's extreme bulls. Well, I didn't realize that for your extreme money to count, you have to go to 40 rodeos. So I guess it's really not possible because you can't go to 40 rodeos from August to October. Right. So, but I'm excited for him to go to the final side. But he's, 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 uh, he's the best thing that I've seen um, come up in the bull riding since I've been rodeoing. And, so, your granddad rode bulls. Your dad was a steer wrestler. You chose bareback riding. What um, a terrible decision that was, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's... No, I love it. Because there's also... There's just so much meat on the bone for bareback riders. Like, of all the... You know, like, if you want to be a team roper, you're going to have to beat tens of thousands of yeah. people. If you want to be a bareback rider... You're gonna have to be like eight guys. And that's what that's like the bronc riding right now is like, 
in my opinion, and no offense to any bull riders, but bull riding is the easiest event right now because if you stay on a bull, you're going to win a load of money because most most likely there's only going to be a two, few people, two qualified rides in a perf, probably five qualified rides in the rodeo. Yeah, and if there's fifty thousand dollars added at the rodeo, and everybody falls off except you, you win fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Bareback riding, if there's fifty thousand dollars added, you're going to win twenty. Yeah. So, um, but bronc riding, I told Lefty Holman, I was like, dude, this is crazy. And bareback riding is kind of the same way, but like, there's there's 25 guys in bareback riding, in my opinion, that are insane. Like, if they draw good, they're gonna win. There's 25 guys of those guys bronc riding. There is 50 guys that if they draw good, they will beat you. Right. You know, the number 50 guy, if he draws good, he will beat you. Yep. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, but I mean, there's a, it's, I, I just think uh, bronc riding's a little bit more attractive to young kids because it's not so hard on your body and they look at it as like a longevity, longevity and they can do this until they're 40. Well, bareback riding, you're going to, I mean, Bo- Bobby Moat rode till he's 40. Will Bruce, Lowe's Bruce like what, Ford. 55 now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bruce Ford was like 45, wasn't he? Yeah. I saw him uh, in Darby, Montana the first year that we had it up there. And I was like 16, 17. Um, and we were talking. I forget who it was. It might have been like Caleb Bennett. But we, he was. they were talking. And he's like, hey, Bruce, you remember like in, uh, like you remember in 2015 you got on whatever horse? He's like, I got on in 2015? He's like, <laughs> yeah, you did. And he's like, man, I'm crazy. I was like, yeah, you are. <laughs> His hands oh, yeah. scream. Bareback riding. Bareback riding. Yeah. 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 And he can still play guitar, though. What can he not do? He's Bruce Ford. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I told, I this is funny, I told Will the other day, because we were in the same set in Houston, and the winner of the set gets a guitar. Well, yeah. I won the set last year, and I have the guitar, and Will Lowe wins it this year, and I told him, I was like, Will, if you would have retired at, like, a normal age, I would have won another guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Will? 40. 40? Dang. 39, 40. Old. Too old. Too old. His first year at the finals was the year my dad won the finals. Wow. What year was that? 02. 02. And then he came back. No, my dad won in an 03. No, 02. Yeah, 02. Um, my dad didn't rodeo in 03. He, Will Lowe won in 03. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Will went in 02 and then won it when he was 19, no, 20 in 03. Um, JR told a pretty good story yesterday that the year JR got hurt, that um, Will was 16th. And so JR went and got, they, you know, gave him all the, the jackets and all that. And uh, the check that they write, you know, just when you get there, they gave half of it to JR because he made it. And then they gave the other half to Will because he was riding in it because he, you know, got bumped up. And Will gave his half to JR. I thought that was pretty, That's Will Low for you. That's Will Low. Yeah, I love that guy so much. That's a, that's a cool. Dude. Um, seriously, to the one to this day, one of my favorite rides, and it's not like the most correct ride in the world, but Willow on Magic Wars. It's it's this horse and it's a big yeah. black horse and it's swooping left and right at the finals. Yeah. Oh my god. Which so finals? Good. I don't know. It's not even on YouTube anymore. I'm pissed off about it because I literally try to look it up all the all the time, and that's the ride I used to watch whenever I was young. Yeah, it was Willow on Magic Wars. Um, what about, 
your ride? What's your favorite ride that stands out? As um, uh, Yippee Kibitz at um, Calgary, the first time I got on it. That's yeah. what I always like to watch. Um, there's also a horse called Dancing Queen of Volds that I would like to watch. Um, I went around at Calgary on it, and uh, obviously Virgil. So what, backing up just a little bit, 13, you're getting on horses. 15, you start getting on some buckers. What happens over the next three years before you go pro? Um, 16, uh, Leighton and Cole Reiner um, move in with me. And it's quarantine, so we're going out on the boat all the time. There's nothing else to do other than work out. So me, Cole, and Leighton were just working out and going on the boat all the time. So, um, And they would go to the rodeos in quarantine like you know every couple of weeks whenever they could. Um, but it was really just kind of just real fun um, for the next couple of years. Um, go up to Montana and hang out in the summer and go fish and um, just just getting on practice horses all the time and just working out and just getting ready. The, literally, my from 15, 16, 17 to 18, it, my three years was literally just dedicated to um, cracking out whenever I was 18. There, there was no other um, – I never lost, like, love for it in the practice pen. Um I, I always knew that um, I got to work hard now so uh, I can have fun whenever I'm 18 and make the finals. And um, But the the gap is it was really just, just this. Did you go to any to Amy rodeos to speak of? Um, I went to Cheyenne, which was a little uh, – it was just um, in the perf. I remember. And I just got, was getting on this, like, little paint and uh, went to that t- two years in a row and they didn't have it. Um, so I went to those and I think I went, whenever I was 13, I still had dreads. I went to like, uh, what is it? TYBR or whatever. They had like a pony that would just like run off and I'd go get on it. But, um, I think I only went to like five rodeos and last year I I only went to 46 rodeos. That means I went to 50 something rodeos, whatever. You've you've been to 50 something rodeos total. No, 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 no. Sorry. I've, I've been to seven so far. Been to seven this year, 50, 47 last year, 46, 47 last year, and then like those five. But how many horses total do you think you've been on? 400, maybe. 400. 500. Somewhere between four and five. Yeah, I don't know. My my grandmother used to keep track. Yeah. And she lost, she lost count. How much did you break down film? I still do all the time. I, I did it all the time. Um... I would always send my rides to Ty Murray, and he would send me screenshots of, like, my Moments. body position, and he would have to, like, draw a line of, like, where I need to be. And, like, yeah. and um, I would send him videos of me on the buck machine and, like, ride, sit up, like, on a high speed. Like, I would, the buck machine goes to from one to five, five being the high, high speed. And I'd get on it and send him a video, and then he would make me sit up, get my hand off, hand out, and step off of the buck machine. Dang. While so, it's bucking. Yeah. And um, I would do that. I would. I still break down film. Like I have a. Um, like I just have a folder of all my rides. I mean, I have. Dang. Yeah. So I've been pretty in. Like <clears throat> we talk about it pretty much every podcast. The, you know, uh, guys getting started that like people that have no connection to the industry. Sometimes I'll get a DM like, "Hey, how do I get started rodeoing?" And um, I used to say go to a school, but I think the number one thing now, I've kind of changed my 
mindset is to like find somewhere like maybe maybe a cowboy church or a you know like a rodeo time internship type thing where you can get on like choice selected horses repeatedly maybe work for the guy maybe it's a stock contractor but something like what's what's your take on that as far as somebody getting started specifically maybe bareback riding man like i don't know like it it's just um it's kind of it's kind of hard to get into but it's not like if you know the people that are doing it it's easy but if you're just like from like new jersey and you don't know anybody the best thing i could say is just find somebody find somebody around you that has horses and try to get in with get in with them or work for them or whatever and just um um but you i don't know like i have i have a hard time trusting people like if i was in that position and i was getting on somebody's a, a horse that i don't know i'd be like should i trust this person like what is this thing gonna do right so i don't know i just i think they should be smart about it and uh kind of control the environment as much as they can whether it's come down and you know most most uh most colleges like Clarendon, like like uh, like uh, Brett Franks would have no problem with somebody yeah. coming down and getting on a horse. Right, I don't think so. yeah. College rodeo is a great place because they start. they want to buck horses. Like yeah. what kids don't realize is like um, stock contractors they want to buck their horses, but there's just nobody that wants to get on them. So if you uh, if you can find somebody like that that has horses and they want to buck them, then or go to a uh, go to a college like Clarendon or Tarleton or wherever. Do you feel like a kid should use caution though? Getting on, like, let's say they've 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 not been on any. You go to a stock contractor that wants to get some horses bucked. Like, they should probably proceed with a little bit of caution. Do you, yeah. or how do you feel about them getting yeah, on? Yeah, they like their first ten horses. What should that look? They like? They need to proceed with a lot of caution. Like, I got on with a quick release from the time I I, I actually won Denver with a quick release. Dang. Yeah, because I it was the only cinch I had. So I mean, I I I I think the the quick releases are. A, are very good. It say it saved my life a few times, uh, just because if you get hung up and the horse is about to run you into the panels, you can just reach under, pull this thing, and your rigging comes off and you're off safe. Yeah. You might get stepped on, but um, that's what I did. I, pers- I I rode with caution a lot, and I actually thought that they were going to disqualify me from Denver after I won it because I had a quick release. Really? Yeah. And then after that, I just I stopped. Uh, I rode Ghost Town with a quick release. Are they not? They they are they against the rules? I guess I don't know. I um, I guess the first horse I rode without a quick release was at Houston. Dang. Yeah. So yeah, Clint Cannon came and helped Kevin get on his first bareback horse, and I actually talked to Clint on the phone the other day, and he told me to get Kevin get you a quick quick release cinch. We we need to do that. They're great. I'm Ty, glad you brought it yeah, up. Yeah. If if I was if I was to give any young bareback rider advice, it's it's to get a rigging, used or new, Barstow Rodeo. They have the best rigging, what everybody uses. Um, I think they also sell quick releases. I think they do. I can picture it hanging yeah. in there when you walk they also, in that. Barstow hallway. also sells a quick release. Buy that, the rigging, the pad, or whatever, and. Um, Find find somebody that can that has horses they want to buck or go to a college see if they'll let you on their horses, and um, get on their horses. But you also need to. I mean, there's videos on YouTube that, um, or show you how to build a spur board, how yeah. to set up your rigging. Um, I forget the the kid's name that does it, but he does a really good job. Um, but that you need to be getting on the spur board. If they're if the college has a bucket machine, that is also great. 
which they probably will. But that's the best thing I could say to the young guys. Yeah. Definitely a quick release because if you get in a jam, you can just pop that thing off, home, free, live to fight another day. Yeah, yeah, we got to get that. I remember back in the day, guys kind of being against them because they said like it would cause someone to well, get. But hung what, up. what if your what if what if your foot hits the quick release and it comes off? My foot ain't my leg ain't long enough to get down there. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I couldn't hit it if I tried. Right. There's been times I wish I could have done it. Right. You know, there's there's one time whenever I was learning, um, I spurred over this horse's neck, was hanging upside down, and my rigging was so. Flimsy. It was like a plastic Beastmaster road, like Beastmaster rigging. So I was hanging up. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything because my legs were on. Oh, my the horse's head is over here. I'm hanging like this. Well, I just reach back and grab this quick release like this, and I just did the backflip. It's it worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so your granddad rode bulls. Your dad was a steer wrestler. You go to bareback riding, but. And, and I'm just trying to think of like an excuse someone starting excuses, somebody that's starting the excuses they might have. Well, like his, you know, like he's just kind of like the Wright brothers. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they only won the world because Cody's a world champion. Right. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, the only, Donnie, only reason uh, Statler, Stetson, Ryder, and R- Rusty, they're, they're so good because their dad's a world champion. Just saying. Just saying. Right. To me, it feels like, I mean, Obviously, your dad did a completely different event. Your granddad did a completely different event. But you had to, like, just watching their mindset. They were just winners. Yeah. It's, um, if you run with the dogs, you get the fleas. And I, I've always run with the best, um, friends and my family's exactly who I want to be. And, um, I've always, I've always been around people that, um, I want to be like. And luckily, I have a, a dad and granddad that I wanted to be just like, and some will say I am, and um, but that's that's why, honestly. Yeah. So, um, and then you kind of, and then you chose to take advice from yeah, some people. Just don't have that, and it's um, it's sad, and it and it, it kind of shows. And I don't know if they if they mean to act like they do and and um, be jealous or uh, criticize somebody, but. It's a. Uh, it's kind of sad, and I, you just kind of have to feel bad for somebody that's has nothing better to do than sit online and uh, criticize a, a young kid. Yeah. So on that note, like <clears throat> you're super pumped up. You get your NFR. Like you get a fine. Like, what do you have to say to those people that are now like mad at Rocker Steiner because you got fined? <laughs> Made a lot of money off that. <laughs> you did? <laughs> it cost me money, but it made me money in the end. Really? Yeah. How so? Just just marketing. Yeah. Just marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it never crossed my mind to be frustrated. Like to be to I, I it, it blew my mind that people people were like frustrated with Well, they've you. been waiting. They've been waiting. They're like this kid's going to mess up sometime, and we're going to snap. Yeah. We're waiting. And then it did, and they're like, here's our moment. And then, and then followers just shot through the freaking room. Yeah. It just, it never crossed my mind to I was, be. I was with, um, was with Co. Wetzel golfing or yesterday, and uh, he, I said something about the fines, 
Um, oh, because I was losing a lot of balls, and I was like, between me losing all these balls and my NFR fines, I don't know if I can afford any more golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, man, I went out there, uh, I played a show out there, and we got to Vegas, and he's like, seriously, it was like all anybody could talk about. And he's like, I just like naturally thought that like it would be bad. And he's like, I watched it, and he's like, I don't know why that would be so bad. Like it's just, yeah. he's like, if I if I can see anything, it's just straight passion. And I was like, man, some people just don't like someone that's, that's different or yeah. it's not scared of what's going to happen. And um, But out there, um, that night, um, I did that. And I was I was pissed off for a while. And then my dad called me. He's like, hey, just so you know, like your mom's pretty upset. Like she saw like the Facebook stuff and like you're getting flamed right now. And I was like, screw it. Okay, whatever. So I, I naturally thought that like um, I naturally thought that my I would kind of get dropped by my sponsors and uh and it, it things were about to go south so honestly it crossed my mind not to even rodeo anymore hope you're enjoying uh this uh this episode of rodeo time rocker steiner please check out dalebrisby.com for all your apparel needs that's where rodeo time lives and if if you want to look and feel like a champion then that's where you're going to need to go rodeotime.com no kidding yeah I was like, if it's gonna be like this and people are gonna treat me like this, they don't deserve. Gotcha. They don't deserve what I can bring to the sport. And gotcha. I was like, um, I was like, I can. I'm young enough right now. I can do whatever I want. And if if these people don't don't want me, they don't respect me. I'll, I'll leave. Right. But then uh, a, a switch flipped, and I was like, you know what? Screw them. <laughs> They're stuck with my ass. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, but it it turned out to be a great thing, and you know, like. The next day, like that night, I that was a, that was like one of the first times I've like I've kind of cried, and I and I cried on the on the ride home, and was upset, and my family was crying. It it, it was terrible, and it was it's just because we didn't know what was going to happen. It's not because we were upset about what I said or what I did. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, we didn't know. I mean, it was it was just that's never happened. That's ne- nobody's ever done that. So it's like. We're messing with a whole new realm, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so we we were all upset, and um, I mean it sucked. It, but the next day, you know, we're like, screw it, let's go, let's go kick some more ass and finish this thing off with a bang. And uh, it didn't take you long to it looked like for you to rebound. Yeah, you know, I just uh, I I fe- it was so weird. Like I don't I don't like if I'm ever like, man, I'm bored. I'm gonna post something on Instagram. It never does well. Well, at the finals, I re- I didn't post like my rides or anything and didn't post during the finals. Well, that happened. And the next day I just felt like I was on social media and like people were posting stuff. And I just felt like the world was just like surrounded me, like just like waiting for me to post. So I was like, we got to do something cool. So I had this picture on my phone of me in like leather pants and like a chain link vest and like this weird jacket that my uncle gave me and like, blonde hair and a bandana and like these wire sunglasses yeah. and it's the most punk photo I have on my phone of me yeah and I was like what's something that like really is gonna piss some people off <laughs> and I just like scroll all the way up to the top I was 16 in that picture and I, I hit it and I was like what's something like because I, I wasn't gonna apologize I was not gonna apologize and uh so I was just like I'm like I don't even I don't even remember what I said but Seriously, like, <laughs> the likes that I got and the shares, like, there was, like, there was, like, here, let's 
see. I, I remember you posting it. I don't remember Dude. what happened. I remember seeing the 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 picture. It I don't remember crazy. what happened. We're gonna go. <clears throat> Okay, here's, here it is. There was 853 shares Dang. on that. And then the one after I won the round, seriously, my follower, like, social media took off. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. The one of me um, holding a, the round buckle yeah. had 2,593 shares. Dang, go. So, like, followers went, Right. Just because I said something apparently wrong in the arena yeah and i was like this is awesome and then people are like like i'd walk in the i would walk in the locker room the guys would be like are you gonna get fine and i'm like i hope so i'm going for the fine record around here yeah i'm not gonna break any records around here except the fine one hey a record's yeah. a record a record's a record you know yeah but apparently i didn't because i texted cody all and i was like hey how much what's the most you've ever been fined at the finals he said 10 grand i was like you got me you got me by 500 <laughs> you got fined 9500 total yeah how many different fines was that? Oh, uh, eight? No, seven. Seven. Mm. There's all kinds of different ways guys can get. Man, fined. it's crazy. It's crazy. So, like, what? There's three bucket shoots on each side. Something like that. I think it might be four. Is it four on the on one side? Maybe four. Anyway, um, I mean, you know better dude, than I would. <laughs> in, in the back, in the back, there's like no, there's no. If you're if you're a right hand delivery. So your horse is over here, so you put your rigging on. You can't pull on the left side of your rigging because there's a wall. A wall, yeah. And so you try to get it pulled down the best you can. Well, it's dark back there. Fireworks are going off, whatever. People are running by. Well, your horse is freaked out. They can't see. So if you crawl over and, like, get to where you can pull the left side, yeah. they're going to freak out yeah. and probably smash your, your rigging and break it or whatever. Um, so you can't really do that. Well, you have to wait till you get run in the chute to pull your rigging. And then you have to tie your glove on. So your horse runs in, you go to pull your rigging, go to tie it off, and they're like, like you're pulling your rigging, they're like two ahead of you. Well, they want your your glove in, your, uh, your hand in your glove, like three horses before you go. And if you don't, you get fined. So that's 250 And the next time it happens, that's 500 Oh, yeah. The next time it, it happens, it's 1000 Yeah. And then, at the, and then if you ask for a re-ride, apparently that's also a fine. Just asking because you talked to the judge? Say, yeah. Hey, ride? <clears throat> fine. Yeah. Uh, then apparently, if you say F they don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> How much was that one? Uh, it was two grand for. Uh, two grand for her, her, harassment, and a thousand for intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah, but it was a good time though. I had fun. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you learned a lot. You got to get, and I'm sure but it gave you. I, just, like, I can't wait for this year's finals because I know even the people that don't like me are going to be watching because they're going to be like, what's he going to do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, but nobody saw this. Nobody saw this except Casey Field. I think Casey Field's the only person that saw it. And before the fifth round, I had cornrows because I went home after the fourth round and I was pissed off and kind of crying. And I was like, what can I do yeah. that's just going to just piss everybody off? Because that's how I think. You know, if they're pissed off at me, I'm if for me, if, if I do something I don't feel like is wrong and they're pissed off at me, I'm like, oh, watch this. Watch this. You know? So I uh, I go get cornrows, and uh, my, whole, my whole head's cornrowed, and I look like a little midget wrestler. 
and uh, I get in the locker room, and Casey's like, "Rock," he's like, he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I understand you. He's like, I understand you. I, I've been in your position before. Just smile. He's like, it'll kill him. Just smile. Yeah. And he's and he's like, see, smile. And I was like, like I didn't talk in the in the locker room the next day. I was just so frustrated and pissed off, and kind of sad. And um, he's like, just smile. And so, like, I was like, okay, okay, whatever. Well, before I rode, I took a piece of tape and put it on my shafts. While I rode, I was like 80, 87 or something. I don't know. I won fifth. And I was walking back, and Casey looks at me, and he goes, and I just yeah. take that piece of tape and stick it on my mouth and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I, I, naturally, like, my first, my first, um, my first idea was before I rode, like tie my glove on and take a piece of, of, of like the roll of tape and ride and, like and, that, like wrap it yeah. around my head and put my hat on. Yeah, but I figured the judges wouldn't like that very much, so I just I did it when like the camera was off of me and like nobody could see it. But yeah, I think that'd be funny. Like every time, like like hear the score. Yeah, walk out of the arena. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't I didn't see that. I didn't notice that. But I don't know. I mean, the cameras go to you after a ride. They go to everybody. They want to see the reaction. We want to see. But like, if they don't, the thing is, is I understand that you want to get the reaction. If it's a good ride, if he's going to be happy, there's no, if you're going to find somebody because they're, they, they said something or acted bad, don't put the camera on them. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you know it's, it's going to be a bad if, point. if you're going to know it's, if you know it's going to be a bad reaction, take the camera off of him if you don't want everybody to see. Oh well, he said this. It's bad for television. Well, get the camera off me. Yeah, you know that's such a good point. Yeah, why are you filming then? Yeah, <laughs> if you don't want people to see, turn the camera over there. Right. Yeah. Dang. Do you feel like you got thicker skin leaving there? Oh yeah. It had to like oh, yeah. harden. It, it, it seems like ever since like I got hurt at Pendleton, couldn't walk. Like it was in a wheelchair for a month, and then that happened at the finals. It's seriously like I matured like yeah, like five years in like two months. Yeah, it was crazy. I imagine there's other stuff going on like in traffic, whatever that just like doesn't bother you because oh, yeah. that happened. You mm -hmm. know, like kind of yeah. like battle hardened in a way. You know? Yeah, well, at least I can. Yeah, this <laughs> happened, but at least I can walk. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah some perspective. So. How are you? How are you doing this year? How's this year shaping up for you? Uh, really good. I'm healthy. Um, everything feels good. I'm about to get on a practice horse today. I have like fifty something thousand one. I'm like third in the world or something, and uh, it's looking good. You know, it's looking like it's going to be a good year, and I'm excited. And I can't wait to get back to the NFR. And I, I really can't wait to get uh to the some of the rodeos I didn't get to go to last year, like Salinas. Uh, I'm going to Red Bluff. Uh, I get to ride at Clovis. Uh, I rode at Clovis last year, but it was right. It was like. A month after I hurt my knee, so my knee wasn't healed, and I got on uh, a horse that bucked, and my knee was not ready, and it it gave me some hell, and I didn't I didn't ride good because of it, and um, I'm excited to go to the rodeos that I didn't go, get to go to last year, like you know, like St. Paul, I didn't get to go to St. Paul, I didn't get to rodeo over the Fourth of July, um, but I'm I'm just excited. What's your are you are you getting on a lot of practice horses? Or you just feel like you hadn't been on? No, I just haven't been on, uh, and I got a new rig, and I want to try this new rigging out, and. Um, just, just been getting on the spur board and the buck machine and working out and feeling good, feeling healthy, and uh, just kind of wanted a little tune-up before I head out to uh, San Angelo. I uh, go to the shootout uh, Saturday. 
I didn't draw good at the rodeo, uh, so I didn't go. I went up to Nashville and hung out with Kid Rock. I saw home. that. <laughs> yeah. How did you? How, how did that happen? So, uh, I don't. I don't know exactly how the first encounter happened with my agent because she talked to my dad, and I don't. I don't know exactly how that happened, but pretty much, um, what I'm what what I was told was after the fourth round, um, Kid they saw it. And they wanted me to come up to their box and hang out. Kid Rock was at the rodeo. Yeah, he was at the rodeo. And gotcha. he came up. He's like, that's my style. Yeah. I want to hang out with that kid. Yeah, well, I go up there, hang out with him, go to dinner with him. Dana White shows up to dinner, and he's super cool. I told him I was friends with the Cowboy Cerrone. He's like, oh, yeah, I could see that. Well, they start calling me Spicoli from Fast Times at Ragemont High. And then we start hanging out. Well, I, uh, I meet a friend of... Uh, uh, Bob's Kid Rocks, and his name's uh, Jason, but they call him Braveheart. And um, me and me and Braveheart got to be good friends. We text all the time and uh, just chatted up. Well, I um, I uh, was didn't draw good, and so a girl that I'm in uh, this is way too much information, but a girl that I've been hanging out with was like, uh, uh, "Let's go to Nashville," and so I was like, "Okay," let's get, I was like, "Let's go next weekend." And so we went up there, and I told Braveheart, and I was like, "Hey, I'm coming to Nashville. Are you gonna be around?" He's like, "No, I'm not gonna be be there, but I'll uh, I'll get you in touch with um, Kid Rock." And I was like, "That's not really what I was asking. I was asking if you were gonna be there, but cool." And so um, we get invited to go to dinner with him at um, at, at Bob's house, and um, Ernest is there, and like flower shops, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, um, I, I've been kind of friends with him. Ernest actually also followed me from the fourth round incident. Dang. So it's like all these people is like I'm meeting because yeah. I said, F-, you know, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, well, he's there and Bailey Zimmerman and um, uh, Audrey, uh, Kid Rock's fiance, and we're just eating dinner and hanging out. And uh, he, he he's just such a good dude. I mean, he's he's completely normal. And I mean, everything he says is funnier and witty. And uh, if you say something that's not funny, he'll tell you it wasn't funny. Which I try. I wasn't that guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, but um, he he's a great guy, and Audrey's super cool. Ernest is a great guy. Bailey's real down to earth, and um, so you hung out with him. Like, I mean, that must have been like a couple of days after he made that uh, Bud Light post, huh? Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I, I brought, feel like he like that went all over the internet. Oh, that man. little eighteen I, second I, video he dude, made. It was crazy. Um, I uh I brought him a bottle of whiskey as a gift. <laughs> And I was like, uh, hey, I, I brought you a gift or whatever. He's like, oh, thanks, man. And I was like, I was going to bring you a case of Bud Light, but I figured you wouldn't have liked that very much. <laughs> Had he been, like, sponsored by him or something? Or he I just, don't know. Uh, maybe he just it drank matter. it. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> man, I think it's so cool that somebody can be that famous and be as successful as, like, I mean, it's, he can, there's, there's celebrities, if they did that, they're canceled. They're done. Oh my gosh. Their lives are done. Kid Rock is like he just gets bigger and bigger. He, he doesn't like gets, give a throw gas on the fire and he just walks through it. I mean, it's just it's crazy. I love it. Well, that had to have been why he asked you up to your booth in the fourth round, just because like I don't know. He knew that you didn't care. Like I guess uh, I haven't I haven't seen the video, but I guess there's a video out in Vegas of uh Luke Bryan at a concert and I guess he stopped the show and uh he's like um He's like, hey, who's that? Who's that long-haired kid that doesn't give? A <laughs> and 
And I guess people in the crowd were saying my name. He's like, I like that kid because he doesn't give a shit, and neither do I. And I guess there's a video of it. I haven't seen it, but that's just what people have been telling me. Where were you whenever somebody you're you're with Kid Rock? Tell me that. Where were you whenever somebody yelled? Oh, that was you in just Vegas. told me that story a while ago. What yeah. happened? That was in Vegas. Um, we were standing out, and he, him and JB uh, JB Mooney was there, and uh, uh, Kid Rock, me, Braveheart, and uh, this guy named Dan, who's like a kid's security guard, security guard, and um, we're like sitting over there. I'm just hanging out, just like <laughs> listening to their conversation. Well, this 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 girls or whatever uh, are like, hey, hey, rock, rock, and like, Kid Rock like turns around, they're like, no, rocker. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that doesn't look good. Do not disrespect yeah. this man. <laughs> but it was funny. He's he's a he's a great guy, and uh, I uh, I was sitting around there playing guitar and singing, and it was a great time. I, it's something I'll um, always remember, and I. Uh, I tried not to. I tried not to blink. I just wanted to take it all in. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even. I like. I talked, but I just like wanted to listen. Like I just wanted to like. Where were y'all? What What night was it? Me and Cowboy were at dinner one night, and you called us, and you were in uh, some sort of bus. Oh yeah, party bus. <laughs> was that when you were you with Kid Rock that night? I wasn't. No. That's not um, y'all. That's not what y'all were driving around in. I don't think so. Because if y'all y'all were at dinner, yeah. After after the perf, hmm. and then I don't know. You you may not remember the phone call, but I don't. if I was in a party bus, I probably don't remember it. <laughs> you were like, "We're gonna come pick you up, cowboy." And he's like, "No, I'll come meet you." And we got a phone. He's like, "I don't think I'm gonna go." <laughs> I think was that was that that was that the eighth round. It might have been okay. That's what it was. Yeah, it was the eighth round. So I just I just went to dinner with uh with kid and everybody, and we were leaving, and y'all went to the MGM. Yeah, your cowboy <laughs> Rodrigo. Um, yes, uh, Justin Gaethje, um, some guys, and um, I went over there and was hanging out, and uh, yeah. Anyway, it got wild that night. It was fun. I had to drink. I had, I kind of had to party my my sorrows away because I just got bucked off that night. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of like just. Screw it, you know. What uh? Not that I. I was. We're talking about Mountain Dews, baby. That's right. So, it's super. I don't want to just gloss over the fact that you've been to somewhere around seventy rodeos, give or take, and only five of them were not pro rodeos. Yeah, yeah. So I, whenever I cracked out pro rodeoing, I was literally an amateur. Like it wasn't like. I've been high school rodeoing, or, correct? Like or amateur rodeo. It's crazy. I, I I didn't like. It's not crazy. It's unique. Yeah, like Denver was like my fourth rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, I mean? Do you suggest that to people, or that was if, just if those he, were your goals? I mean, if I didn't get brought up like I like I did, if I wasn't getting on um, practice horses that are like what I was going to be getting on, it, it would probably be hard. But I mean, you can do it. So I mean, Denver was your fifth rodeo, but it was how, like how many horses had you been on? Maybe two hundred at the time. Yeah, more than that, maybe two fifty, something like that. I don't know. I'm just guesstimation. 
So that would be similar to somebody getting on 50 head, then Amy rodeoing for two years and getting on another 150 head. Yeah. That's pretty similar. It's, it's not that great. You just you chose to wait for the competition aspect of it to be the pro rodeos. Yeah, I mean, why? why I, and my goals, my goals were set for pro rodeo and for a gold buckle and um, rookie of the year. And honestly, the, my, my biggest goal was I, I uh, found out that um, my birthday is perfect to make the finals as an 18-year-old. Yeah. And nobody's really is because, like, um, I, nobody's ever been to the finals, like, been at the NFR while they're 18. They always make it when they're 18 and go as a 19-year-old. Yeah. Well, I was like, I can make the NFR and be 18 because my birthday's right after the NFR. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to make it when I'm 18 and be 18 years old in Vegas at riding with, you know, grown men. Yeah. And uh, so I, I set my goal for make the NFR as an 18-year-old and go as eight, an 18-year-old, and that's what I did. And um, I, uh, but that, So I, I just never set goals for I want to win the UPRA finals, which it's great if you have those goals and it's, um, it, is an, it is an accomplishment. I'm, not, I'm just not dogging anybody that has those goals or uh, wants to do that. Yeah, it has done that. I didn't take that. Yeah. So um I just I just set my goals as high as possible. Right. I mean, you know, reach for the stars and if you fall, grab a handful of clouds, you know. Uh Mike Tyson quote. There you go. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh but uh I set my goals for that and um I never looked back. Yeah. You mentioned that <clears throat> I got like four questions in my head at a time. And I'm trying, and and I, and I just got to pick one at a time, and then I'll forget two, and they come back to me. You mentioned that, like, you like that moment of, you don't like not being good at something, but you do like learning things new. So when you learn that, you, you decide to learn something new, you'll take off and try to be the best at it. Do you see yourself doing that with anything in the near future? Like, is there anything new in your life? Yeah. Uh, I've actually thought about this a lot. I'll probably get into, um, uh, whenever I retire, I'll probably start getting into, um, like films. Films? Like, um, (laughs) no, I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't take it like that. (laughs) It just, (laughs) it just, (laughs) I'm saying. Movies. Yeah. Do you want to be an actor or you want to run the camera? (laughs) No, like I'll probably, I'll probably be an actor. (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> the moment you smiled, I was like, "No, no, no! I didn't take it. You didn't mean it like that, and I didn't take it like that." <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> oh no, I'm not that proud. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, like, cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than, better than cowboy though. You want to be better than cowboy yeah. though? Right, 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 right. Okay, I've been thinking about this. Okay. So you know the you know the movies you know the movie The Cowboys with John Wayne and all the oh, little yeah. kids. Oh yeah. I want Taylor Sheridan to redo that movie so bad. Not that it needs redone, but like with all the new like yeah. equipment and cameras and everything. Oh my God. Could you imagine like if um have you seen eighteen eighty three? Uh huh. Um Tim. The uh, yeah. McGraw, Tim McGraw. McGraw. If he was like John Wayne in the movie and Cowboy Throne was the bad guy, oh and I gosh. was one of the kids. And you were one of the kids. Seriously, think about it. Taylor, we're, we're, we're crafting your next 
hit series. Oh, oh, he should make it a show. Yeah, dude, he's so badass. (laughs) We got Tim McGraw as John Wayne, and then Cowboy Strong is the bad guy as Bruce Dern. Yeah, I don't know, but like after that, like Bruce Dern was done because he was the guy that killed John Wayne. I don't but, know. But Tim McGraw's like, never been killed. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like Cowboy Cerrone killing Tim McGraw might be a little more digestible. I mean, John Wayne was, I mean, that's America. Yeah. The guy killed America is basically what they put on cinema. <laughs> the guy the guy is Joe Biden of the movie world. <laughs> exactly. He's Joe Biden of the movie. And at the time, nobody really understood cinema, so probably everybody thought like it was pretty much real. At the time. Like, you know, <laughs> now in 2023, everybody understands that, like, oh, it's Del Brisby. Yeah, let's just watch this, you know. But anyway, yeah. I thought you meant filming, so. No, I, um, I hate to be like, um, I don't know why I just, like, I don't want to be like, I'm going to be an actor. You know, like, I feel like so many people are like, um, I'm going to be an actor. So, I don't know. I'm going to, like, I want to build my, um, I want to build my brand so big. Yeah, and I can just jump into a movie. And be, <laughs> You're off to a good start. That's kind of, that's kind of my goal. And you got a you got a good connection. Huh? You know Dale Brisby, and I have met Taylor Sheridan. So <laughs> I can make that introduction. Yeah. No, um y'all live in his old house or he lives in your old house? He lives in our old house. He lives in your old house. Yeah, he redid it. It's so cool over there. It's like right here, right? Right there. Yeah. Do you see him often? Yeah. So if I gave you the script to my movie, you could maybe no, no, don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just read it and be like, he said it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing like I do with like uh, JB. Like people would be like, hey, can you give this to JB? Hey, can you give this to, can you tell JB? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you ask JB if he'll, yeah, I'll ask him. I'll get back to you. Nope, not a one message have I relayed. I've, I, I might relay this one. I feel bad. This lady came up to me and she was like, "Can you have JB sign this? It was my dad's, and he died. It was the. It's like her dad's dying request." Stop! So, I feel so bad for laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, Dad, come it. Imagine, yeah, he will sign that. Yes, like, and it's not that he doesn't want to sign people's stuff. You know, it's just that he gets asked so much. You know, there's only so much the I guy to, can do. I went and golfed with Co yesterday. <laughs> And like I, I've always I've listened to Co's music a lot. Like since the time I've been fifteen or whatever. Like I love Co's music. I didn't realize how big, like how big he was. Like I knew that like people knew him, but like we went and like I wouldn't think that people would just be like going nuts at a golf course. Like we went to a golf course, mm-hmm. and like I was taking pictures of people. It's like I feel weird. Like I'm like yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah, you know. Right. So I, I took one picture and he took like twenty seven. Dude, Co putting on a concert like have you have you been to one of his no, shows on thursday dude it's it's such a show yeah and, I'm and he just and he's not like you can tell he's being authentic he's not like trying to be necessarily like an over-the-top entertainer he's just singing the songs that he loves yeah. you know no, he's a great but like guy. being next to being next to the stage whenever that sh- those shows it's just it's badass but um yeah, he. Uh, I was DMing him yesterday. What time were y'all there? Yeah, we played twenty-seven holes, so we were there from nine <laughs> to two. 
Cause he, we're talking about going yeah, uh, he, noodling. No, he, uh, he actually told me. He asked me if I was gonna, if I have done a podcast with you, and I was like, he's like, have you done a podcast with Daryl Brisby yet? And I was like, no, I'm doing one tomorrow. And he's like, oh, cool. I, I, he hit me up, and I was like, are we about to do a podcast together? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, this is gonna be really cool. But uh, he's not here, and um, I was like, I was like, uh, he's like, what's he like? And I was like, oh, he's a great guy, kind of. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I, I I DM'd in the last few days five people, and Co is one. You were one. Tim Kennedy and um, George W. Bush. Damn. So that, why am I in that group of people? That's the group of people you're oh in. Oh my god. Yeah, they all said yes. They can do you a get podcast. Margot Robbie on one of these things? I can do my, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, yeah. Maybe I can fit him into the schedule. <laughs> yeah, him. But, yeah. Yeah, he sounds cool. <laughs> so you you said that when you retire, like, you're not already thinking about it. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, I, you always got a plan for um, what's going to happen after you're done. I mean, I never know when I'm going to be done. I don't know if I, I mean, I could get hurt. I could get hurt and be done forever. I mean, it's just... Um, you all, I, I've always just kind of had a plan for what I wanted to do and I didn't know if I wanted to do like, um, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I could even race cars whenever I'm done. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, I was mic'd up in Houston and I was, we were talking about like, essentially Donnie was like over, I don't know if you saw where he was positioned in uh -huh. Houston, whatever. And I was on the back corner. And I was like, I was talking to Donnie. He was filming me. Like, he obviously couldn't talk back. But, like, and I was like, all right, we got Rocker Steiner up. And I mentioned, I was like, um, wakeboarding, uh, bareback riding, but could have done anything, maybe been a Navy SEAL. Have you ever thought about the military? Uh, Yeah. Or did you? I'm sure now yeah, you kind of got your down the road on this thing. Because yeah, you've got I a have. lot of military friends, like Tim yeah. Kennedy. You know, if uh, if something happened, I would, I would, um, I would go. Really? Which branch? You know, I would I would like to be. Um, I think being a seal would be really cool, but I don't I don't know how comfortable I'd be in the water. Because um, I mean, like, I don't I don't know. There's there's some uh, the water's always kind of spooked me a little bit. Even though I'm a wakeboarder, like it's just unknown and like like if something happens, like you're like a human's defenseless in the water mm -hmm. with a shark or whatever. Not yeah. a Navy SEAL's never even been killed by a shark. I don't think. But it's just um, it's just spooky they and weird. all talk about being scared of it though. Yeah, it's just, but like like uh, Pat Tillman, he uh, he him and his brother I believe um, enlisted after nine eleven, and uh, they went to the Army Rangers um, because they didn't they didn't like the water. And an Army Ranger is, um, from my understanding, pretty much the seal is just no water. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know. What other surprising, I mean, like, dude, I've been, like, so surprised about five things right now on this podcast. Yeah. What a, what's another thing, like, for instance, you want to go into film after this. What, what, <clears throat> what's something else that's surprising about Rocker Steiner that people don't know? Um. Like, I bet you can play the piano or something like that. I play, a, I play a lot of guitar. Okay. I, um, play a lot of guitar. I play a little bit of drums. Um. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Yeah. You want to talk about your friend? My friend. You, all your other friends are getting married, and you talk about you just ran off to Nashville with a girl. You brought her up. 
Oh, no, you brought her up. No. No. I brought up Kid Rock. I didn't bring anybody up. You're not getting married, though. Uh, No. No, Dale. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you rodeoing with? Because they did get married. Uh, Mason Clements and uh, Waylon Bourgeois. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So I... um, I asked Waylon if he wanted a rodeo, and he said, yeah, I'm down, so me and him are going out to California together. Um, mainly, I picked my my traveling partners of really tough guys, yeah. and that guys that are really, like, pretty big. So, this guy has a couple bodyguards at all times. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would, well, I would not. Waylon, Waylon's neck is, like, this big, and his yeah. arms are just, like, naturally like that. I'm like, how? Is is there anybody else getting on around here? No, just Regularly? Me. Who who's living right down there with the camper? Uh, just it's just been there, it's just there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sweet. Yep, but uh, yeah, there's nothing too surprising that I do. Um, just yeah, kind of mess around with a little bit of everything. Yeah, <clears throat> and then you're just focused on what's your routine as far as like throughout the week if you're not going to a rodeo that day. Um, for bareback riding. You know, get up, uh, eat, go to the gym, uh, work out, um, sometimes hard, sometimes not crazy hard, just kind of whatever I feel, feel. I, I kind of like to, I kind of like to stay fresh. Like I don't want to, I don't want to like, I mean, I get on, I get on bucking horses. So, I mean, every time I get on a bucking horse, I'm like damaging my body. So I don't want to damage my body too much in the gym. Right. So, um. That's my excuse for not working out that hard if there you can catch on. But, yeah. um, you know, it's better to underwork than overwork. You know? I got you. But uh, do that. Um, Is there anything unique you do? Like like you do ice baths or sauna? Or yeah, anything? I get on. I get in that. I uh, I uh, made a uh, ice bath. It's just a it's just a meat cooler, and you just uh, like put like uh, caulk in the like so water can't drip out, and then you just put water in it and yeah. Plug it in. Yeah, so I, uh, me and Rodrigo um, Donoso built that. I say I built it. He really just did it because I wanted to help, and he wouldn't let me because he wanted to be the boss. Yeah, and you're okay with that? No, I'm not. I was pissed off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do that, and we have a sauna. I get in the sauna and sweat, mainly because I didn't work out that hard, and I really just feel like I should, like, sweat. Yeah. So... Dude, we got a sauna. I freaking love it. Love so it. Much. Yes. It's there's yeah, get yeah. roll through a couple of towels worth of sweat and then jump in the ice bath. That's money. That's money, dude. That's money, dude. Yeah, but uh and then I do like I do like a lot of sprints, like keep my fast switch muscles working. Yep. And firing and uh and then like I put a I put my rig in on a on a saddle horse and ride around and my dad'll get it on a, like a, a lead line and, and run it in a circle and get a feel for an animal and um uh, I do a lot of that. Then, you know, like I play a lot of golf. Golf is uh, so similar to rodeo, you know. Like it's you're playing good, you're playing bad, you're playing good, you're playing bad. Like it's just it's just it's so much like rodeo and I mean, if you if you're not like not in a good mood or uh you're you're down, like you're not going to play good. And if you're like pissed off about a shot that you just hit, you're not going to hit the next one very good. So it's like if you're pissed off at this rodeo, you're not going to do good at this rodeo because it's just, it's your energy. And if you don't have good energy, then you're not going to do good. So I play a lot of golf because of that. And I've gotten a lot better because of that. And, um, like my dad will get pissed off about something like a horse I drew or something. I'm like, dad, you would suck at golf, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> he was actually really good, but he's a head case. But yeah, I do that. Then uh, you know, I, I go out on the boat a lot, hang out with my friends. I just kind of live, you know, whenever I'm whenever I'm home, I try to live as normal of a life as as I can. Just because whenever I'm gone, it's just it's just so it's just so foreign, and uh, it's just so much different. I don't I don't get to spend time with my friends and get, go on the boat like. Um, like spring break, I mean, everybody goes to the Bahamas or they go to Cancun or whatever, and I'm at Houston, which right. is great. But like, I'm at work while everybody's having fun, and I and I kind of take I kind of take pride in that because it's like um, it's a uh, while y'all are out being degenerates, and, not being degenerates, but like while y'all are ha- out having fun, I'm working. Yep. And but whenever they're in school, I'm out just going on the boat and messing around. So it's like kind of like opposite, but well, um. Sorry, go ahead. But I just, um, you know, I don't know. So you're, one vibe I get from, like, your dad, your granddad, yourself, especially with with the relationship you have with them, but, and I assume the relationship you have with, like, maybe your traveling partners, like, Mm -hmm. the one, like, one word that comes to mind would be, like, loyalty. Like, especially, you know, like, I read the book between... I think your uncle comes up not only in Tim Kennedy's book, but Dakota Meyer's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's friends with Dakota too. Yeah, and I don't think it, he does come up mm-hmm. in yeah. both those books, but like that family, your whole family, it just seems like loyalty is important. 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 <laughs> Can you speak to that? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I uh, I have a very tight circle. We all do. Yeah, and like the Steiners, we have a very tight group. Uh, we don't have many friends. We don't want many friends. We want good friends, and we want best friends. Like I can't name my best friend. I have if if you're my friend, you're you're my family. Yeah. And um, you know, I I push my friends to go to big places, and they push me. And if if I don't have if I don't have a fr- if 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 I'm around somebody and they're not making me better or pushing me to be better, and I'm pushing them to be better, I don't I don't want them as a friend because i mean i don't i want to be lifted up i don't want to be taken down and life's too short and your career's too short to have somebody dragging on you i mean yeah i mean but steiners we all feel that way and you know that's why our circle's so small but our circle's so small but everybody's lifting us up so i mean so the people that are lifting us up and the people that are all are in our circle we're loyal to them forever yeah and you just never bite the hand that feeds you. And I don't, I'll never understand why someone, um, I don't know, when somebody's helping you out and you stab them in the back, it's just, I don't know, I don't know how that, uh, I've just never thought that way. Uh, but my, my friends that are in my circle, I'll love them forever. And they're, they're my family just as they are, as much as they are my friends. Whenever, <clears throat> so like, I have, was like most of the industry kind of a fan and watched you progress via social media and then we came over here i think it was 2020 i think it was quarantine year yeah when we to got horses and put donnie on his first bronc here yeah. and uh because <clears throat> you had that one horse that was just perfect for that and uh yeah the 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 atmosphere whenever we got out of the pickup was immediately uh positive and what's the word um you you each of each of you had like a charisma that's the word Mm -hmm. that like 
was attractive like like you said that word I like that word you said that it just like drew it drew, drew us in you know and it was we not only wanted to be around each of you but you were all welcoming about it yeah and I thought that was cool because everybody here was elite is elite and they do have the buckles but the way that like you welcomed like you guys had no reason no reason to welcome us the way you did like we had nothing to offer you guys and uh you know bring donnie in and your granddad like talks to him and gives him encouragement and like coaches on him and then your dad is like running next to all these bucking horses it was immediately it was crazy how comfortable i felt like just socially in that setting the moment we got out of the pickup and um i mean it's just um i was immediately i was already a fan which is why I like it. That's what caused me to reach out. But then I was just like, daggum, this is how I want people to feel whenever they're around me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you grow up, um, you grow up, and it sounds cheesy, but you grew up in school, teachers saying treat people how you want to be treated. And it's, I mean, you think it's cheesy, but I mean, it's so true. Like, everything I say to people, I would want said to me. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's times I snap at people, and I mean... But if I if I feel if like now we're gonna go back a little bit if I feel disrespected or somebody tries to embarrass me, I'll snap and it's um it's a little bit different. But if if I'm talking to somebody, I'm gonna talk to them just like I want to be talked to, and I'm gonna talk to them if they're just as good as I am. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just I just treat everybody the same, and um, but we want everybody to be better. Uh, we want everybody to have fun, and we want everybody to be happy, and you so. Better. That's just kind of what we roll with. Uh, one more question. I know it's been a great talk, but I'm, I'm just curious just because, you know, you're an NFR athlete. You just came off your first NFR. I know looking at numbers, looking at the scoreboard of guys going to going down the road, then you go to the NFR, you win X amount of money, and then, you know, that they're constantly showing everyone's earnings. And it makes young guys think like, Oh man, like for instance, somebody leaves the NFR and you see $160,000 won on the year. I think it's every kid's assumption that that person has $160,000 in their pocket at that moment, (laughs) you know, at the end, at the 10th round, you know, how do you manage money as a young cowboy? Like, do you have like buckets that you, you try to like, hey, I try I, to like save dude, this. I'm not the I'm not the guy for this this question. <laughs> I, I, I can get a lot better at managing money. But, yeah. Um, but, or or is it or is it all about just the next rodeo? And you're not really worried about it right now because you're 18. No, it's just um, I don't know. I I I've um, when I, at Calgary, whenever they asked me what I was going to do with my money, and I told them I was going to blow it, I uh, <laughs> I I meant it. I meant it. I saw the Chevy Nova yeah. downstairs. My my bank account is underneath me right now. <laughs> oh my god! Meaning, like we're on the second story, and on the first story is your Chevy Nova. Yeah, that's your bank account. I got yeah, you. That, I'm driving my money around. But uh, you know, if I if I would have won, you know, if, if I would have won millions of dollars, I would have bought a house and some property. But I didn't, so I had to put my money in something. So some wheels was what it was. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I, I'm not great at managing money. Uh, I, I know that right now I have more freedom with, uh, money than I will whenever I'm 30 yeah. just because, um, you know, I don't have, have many ex- expenses and, you know, I, 
uh, I live in a house on my parents' property, and um, so that's that's paid for. Thank you, Dad. And uh, you know, so I I, I just like to um, live how I want to live as a kid, and I, and I do everything I want. Um, I I pay for all my stuff, and um, you know, it's just uh, I have a lot of freedom just because I know I know that I'm good enough that I can uh, enter four rodeos a week, and I'm gonna win you know a couple thousand dollars. So right. I mean, I can I can go afford to. Do what, I, do what I want. So it's just, um, if you want to live a good life, just just work hard enough that you can. You know. Yeah. Um, and I and I made sure I did that because I knew whenever I was uh, fourteen, fifteen, I was going to want to live like this, and so I just worked hard enough that I can make it happen, and I'm going to continue to do that because um, I want to be on a yacht in Tahiti with you sometime. <laughs> you've been you're reaping what you've sown. Yeah. All right. Well, I said one. That was the last question. One more question. What was it like growing up? With that steakhouse right there, yeah, gum oh, that had so to have awesome. been good. Oh just like good food every all the Sunday. Time. Every Sunday morning, go up there and get brunch. Have, have the they have the oh they have this French toast and it has um it has a cheesecake filling in the middle and it's two pieces. Oh, dude, it's so good. That sounds amazing. Oh my god! What's your favorite kind of steak? What kind of steak, man? Are um, you? I like a I like a, a fillet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I bet they got a good one there. It's Did, not bad. I bet y'all can cook some good ones here just at the house. Oh, oh Baba, Baba cooks a steak that's even better. I bet. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, he ta- he's very precise about his steaks. I imagine. Oh, it's crazy. Is he still cut up? Is he still oh, got the six-pack? Yeah. That makes me look bad. That's insane. That dude is an inspiration. How old oh, is man. he now? 73? Seven, no, 71, two. 70. Yeah, because he said 68. In quarantine, so that yeah, it'd be yeah, you're right. I mean, like obviously, you're right as your granddad, but seventy one ish. Yeah, but he's he's crazy. He's a madman. Like he's just like I'll be working out, and like one of my friends will be in there, whatever. He'll just come in there, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, just working out. He'll just get up on the polo bar, knock him out. I'm like, he'll do like twenty five pulls. I'm like, dude, that's awesome, dude. I want to be that man. At 71, like, and, and, you know, he's coming off of like a old school rodeo career. You know, they weren't good on their bodies. No. Like, yeah. I mean, like that joker's like, what year was it that he was a world champ? The 73. 73. Like that's, you know, he rode bareback horses too. Did he? Yeah. They all did back then. Yeah. Right. Heck, Baba used to, cause whenever Baba was running the, the rodeo company, he would, if there weren't enough bareback riders, he would enter his, his bull riding friends in the bareback riding. And then would make it to where if they turned out their bareback horse, they couldn't get on their bull. Dang. <laughs> so one of his – we had a world champion bucking horse called Stormy Weather. Yeah. And so one of his bull riding buddies who's never even been on a bareback horse got on Stormy Weather. Dad, go. Just so he could get on his bull. That's hilarious. <laughs> could you imagine if I did that If, if I did that now? That's some old school pranking right there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard there used to be like more bareback riders than there were bull riders back then. Yeah, I watched a video because at the steakhouse there's like a TV playing all the old bareback riding and the bull riding and whatever. All the old <laughs> that's what that's the kind of steakhouse I got to eat and, in. And I was watching this bareback ride and I was like, if that's how it still was, I would not be a bareback rider. There's no way I'm not gonna these things like yeah. it's, it's not even close to what it is now. Right, not even close. Yeah, yeah. And the Riggins are like <laughs> stood up above the horses' withers like that far. Yeah. No thanks. No, no, no. Man, thanks for having us out. Yeah, thanks for coming.
I'm fun. I appreciate it. Everybody, go follow Rocker Steiner. Um, different. Built different. Yeah. And not afraid to act different. Act different. Yeah. Yeah, so. but maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do another one out in Vegas at the NFR or something. Yeah, um, with Co Wetzel. Yeah, I want to do one, I want to do one with Lefty Holman and Dawson Hay. Yeah, that'd be fun. I sat down on their what's theirs? What was theirs called? Uh, all in. Do they still do it? Uh, I haven't seen their new episode. All in, all yeah, in. They did some. That, that, one, that one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> this one that we're gonna do with them will be better. Yeah, right. Their their podcast sucked. <laughs> Lefty will never be as good as his dad was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just a coward, just like his old man. <laughs> well, we're on to the next one. Um, thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah, we usually wrap these up with life advice. Um, life, I don't know. I'm 19. How can I give life advice? Well, if you had to. Um, what has helped you? What life advice do you try to listen to? Um, there it is. You can't fail if you never quit. You can't fail if you never quit. Yeah. I love that. Well, when life hands you lemons, put a bull rope on them. Pow, pow, and on to the next one. <laughs>